One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by TriVegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Motivation Monday. Today, I'm going to talk about how to soothe the nervous system. So many of us probably feel a little fried right now. There's so much going on in our world, maybe even in our personal world as well as the international world that can really make us feel stressed and our nervous system just like it's in a clenched fist all the time. But there are ways that we can soothe ourselves, that we can lead to a better feeling, a calmer feeling. So first of all, soothe, what does it mean? It means to calm or placate, to ease or relieve, to bring comfort, composure, and tranquility. And so when we have this overactive sympathetic nervous system, we create what's called a stress response, and that's linked to our autonomic nervous system. And this autonomic nervous system is what oversees all of our real vital and basic functions, such as breathing, blood sugar, blood pressure, blood flow, and heart rate. When we're in any form, even if it's a light stress response, we can feel like shallow breath. We can feel faint, dizzy. We can feel like our head's going to explode. You know, like that saying, there's a reason behind it. It's like increased blood pressure. You really feel that. And that's not a great feeling. It's It's certainly not a good place to operate from in terms of our actions, our behaviors, and just our own internal landscape. So we can take measures to soothe ourselves. So I put these into S's. Sometimes I have acronyms, but I want you to think of the S's that will help you soothe your nervous system. Well, number one is sleep. Now, sleep is not something we necessarily think about unless we're not getting a lot of it or unless we have really a lot of trouble with it. But sleep is so crucial for optimal functioning of our nervous system. 
So if you are feeling stressed, and stress, by the way, can be represented by just feeling very fatigued. And then you think, well, I'm so tired, but maybe I got a lot of sleep. And why do I feel so tired? Well, you can feel tired when you're stressed. And prioritizing sleep will be essential because sleep is really where our healing begins. It's where we can modulate our nervous system and kind of get a reset. So if you are feeling stressed, if you or just feeling the need to have some soothing in your life, start prioritizing sleep. And there's lots of ways of doing that. But a few simple ones are deciding when you're going to go to bed and having a range that you that you stick to for the most part. There's always things that are going to come up. But if you have you you go to bed between 10 and 10:30, say, for example, every night then your body will start to acclimate and start to, again, reset. But if you're going to bed some nights at one in the morning and some at 9.30 at night and some at 11, it's a little scattered for your nervous system as well as for your sleep. And, and just like a baby needs to be on a sleep schedule to really let the brain do all of its work, we are kind of big babies in that way. We have still a lot of our own brain work and brain rest that needs to happen when we're sleeping. Now, I have an aura ring. You don't have to get anything fancy like that, but that re- that actually sends me a little message like looks like bedtime is coming approaching, which I think, you know, for some people they might find that annoying or they might ignore, but it is actually interesting. I didn't pay much attention to it at first, but now that I've had this for well over a year, it is a really nice reminder for me because I can get really caught up in doing what I'm doing, whether it's work or watching a show or just hanging out downstairs and cleaning or reading a book, any number of things where I'm staying a little bit more stimulated. And that that little signal of bedtime approaching kind of gives me and my nervous system that sense of like, okay, now we're about to go into the rest mode. So you could figure out a way where you would time it, um, set a timer, have it on you know, a, a sticky note. It could be really old school. It doesn't have to be technical, but reminding yourself of that. And then doing all the sleep hygiene things where you have dark out shades, you could try and get it as dark as possible and not super hot. If it's too hot, then you actually won't sleep as well either. So a lot of the studies have shown that about 65 degrees, is like the perfect sleeping temperature. And you know, play with it, play, play around with the numbers yourself, but see and think about the time that you've gotten the best sleep and what were all of the elements of that? What was the environment like? You know, what did, what were you eating or drinking a couple of hours before? There's so many variables that can affect our sleep. What were you reading about? Were you reading about news right before you go to bed? I know I've done that a few times and my husband always looks at me and goes, why are you reading the news now? And he's so right because I, that's what I'm going to bed with that in my head. It's unsettling. So have some kind of, it can be very simple, but again, just like a baby had, you know, taking a nap or taking a bath and reading a book, there's like a soothing wind down period. So figure out what you can do to help yourself wind down. And in that note, another S would be Shavasana. In yoga, we call it Shavasana, which is this place of stillness. It's kind of, it's, it's the end of a practice and it's known as this 
where you've been moving and you just become still and quiet and relaxed. And part of the beauty of of doing that, whether it's for a minute or 20 minutes, is to train your brain when you need to go into rest mode so that you can differentiate. So if you're feeling stressed, you have some of this hardwired that you can call upon like, I need to calm myself down. And in doing that, you're coming into like a shavasana or just kind of quietly resting. You're you're giving yourself permission to rest and you're training the brain on how to do that. And that's a very soothing thing. That's another thing, you know, we try and teach babies is like how to be able to go back to sleep at a certain point. And not when they're super young, but just this like self-soothing and they have different things they have. You know, they might have a blanket or a little animal in there, music. But what do we have maybe for a lot of us just lying in stillness and giving ourselves permission to rest will be very soothing. On the opposite end of that, another S is sweat. So I talk about this all the time on the podcast and my classes, but we know already what research also confirms, and that is exercise is huge, huge, huge for being a stress buster. It resets us, it deals with and combats the stress hormones and increases the feel-good hormones. You know, all those wonderful neurophysiological hormones that make you feel calmer and not stressed. That's what you're hitting upon when you sweat. So exercise. The other thing about exercise is when you sweat, you know, when you're sweating enough, that means you're exerting yourself enough. You also are helping your sleep because you are modulating the nervous system. I'm working, I'm working. Heart rate is going. I'm exercising. I'm like releasing these great feel-good hormones. And then I have this like, whoo, it's like coming down the slide. I did all the work to climb up, come down the slide, and I can go to sleep easier. So anyone that's having trouble with sleeping, one of the first things I'll ask them is like, are you exercising during the day? Are you getting out in sunshine during the day? So that could be another S. I didn't add that to my list, but that could be an S is just getting out in sunshine. But along that note, really getting your shoes off. Having your shoes off is, there's so many meridians um, in your feet, so many nerve endings there. And getting your feet barefoot, getting on grass, getting out in the sun, getting them on your floor really is grounding. And there is this energetic source, and it's not just woo-woo, it's real, that comes from whatever surface we're on and that comes into our body. And when we eliminate that little barrier of a, of a sole of a shoe, we will feel that more. And that's one of many reasons I think um, we practice barefoot in yoga and practice barefoot in a lot of the martial arts is that real connection of energy. And so reestablishing that energy flow, even if it's just that a, a slight shift will can really help with the stress. And there's nothing like getting barefoot to make you feel a little bit freer as well. And obviously some of us are in the winter right now. We can't go out in the grass in the same way we do in the summer. In the summer, it's so easy. But that like carefreeness of being barefoot, you can recreate that feeling even if you're inside. 
Another S is stretching. There has been documented studies about stretching. Like I had a podcast about pendiculation, how that impacts your nervous system. But doing like a stretch as as almost a purposeful lengthening of this compressed feeling. Remember how I said it? Your head feels like it's going to explode. Well, stretching, lengthening, not only is signaling the tissues to stretch, but it can in fact give you this feeling of stretching out of that place of real stress. Think about when you're stressed. What do you mostly... You see people. How do you notice when they're stressed? They're, they're contracted. They're like hunched over. There's very few people who are like lifting their arms up and stretching out and wiggling around that are showing those stress signs. And there's a reason. It's stress makes you feel more compacted and more contracted. And along with that, doing some stress relief of in any form like journaling, taking a bath, stretching, all these stress release reliefs that can help you feel less com- contracted. So journaling, for instance, can help you feel less contracted just because you're getting thoughts out of your mind. You're getting thoughts to paper. And there is, I mean, they call that the mind dump, like just really trying to get some of these stress promoters of words and ideas and feelings and putting them out in paper, there can be a real relief in that. And then taking a bath can be that soothing um, sense of stress release. Another S is sit and meditate. And this is kind of along the lines of Shavasana, of being still. But sitting and meditating, what I would say is think um, and breathe. Think about the breath more than anything. So if you're sitting, just tune into your breath and breathe and try and modulate the breath because by modulating the breath, you're going to start controlling all those stress responses where we become more shallow in our breath. So focus on the exhale. That can be so soothing. Just It's like a big sigh out and that's very soothing. Another S, sharing what you're feeling. Share it with a good friend, a family member. Sharing your feelings, it's also getting them out as well, but it's also getting support for them. And when we feel bottled up, um, that's not a very soothing feeling. But have you ever noticed how wonderful it feels to just just talk in in even a very vulnerable way about the stuff that's going on inside your head or in your heart? And processing that and crying about it or grieving or whatever it is, sharing it can really help soothe it. There is also sound, another S. Sound, whether you listen to sound, like some music that stimulates your nervous system to feel better. So it could be calming music. It could be music that you need to play. It's like, dance music. So you want to dance and that's a way of of soothing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be soothing music, but something that will soothe your nervous system. You can also make sound. So I have in my Lit Daily, I have a soothe series and there's a few times in it where I purposefully am asking you to make sound like a hum 
because that's a vibration. And that vibration, just by touching some of the organs inside your mouth, like your soft palate, has an energetic kind of tuning fork to it that can also be very soothing. Think again about with babies, how we might sing or hum to them. You know, just making that sound, that vibratory quality can be very soothing. And then the final thing I'll say in terms of S that will make you feel hopefully soothing, I also have this in the Lit Daily, is safe. Maybe you can, in your meditation or in your writing, you can think or say, you know, I am safe. Bring your hands over your heart. Give yourself a hug. Get a hug from somebody else. Wrap yourself in a blanket. They talk about these heavier blankets that give you this grounded feeling and this safe feeling. Because when you're stressed out, you don't necessarily feel safe and probably you could even feel unsafe, like really, really unsafe. So thinking to yourself and giving yourself some tools and trying to believe those tools, I am safe. And that could also be things like that you take in and absorb, maybe limit some of your exposure to some of the news and media that is around that can really make you feel unsafe. And that's where we have to take some of this into our own hands for our own soothing. So do the things that make you feel better so that you can be you can be a part of the world and handle it without being endangered by it or feeling super stressed by it. And that's a real balance in today's digital world. So I would really recommend as a soothing technique to really moderate what you read or engage in because you can feel the stress hormones really um, light up when you're reading content that is super negative or scary. So I hope these techniques help you find some soothing for your nervous system. Again, we all need this. Move, sweat, get your shoes off, lie down, have permission to rest, share what you're feeling with others and soothe yourself as often as you need. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.